Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mum. Yeah, darling. I'm fed up. With what, darling? This. I'm fed up with it. With not being with me all the time. I'm fed up. I want to cuddle you. I want to be able to see my friends. I want to be able to have a bit... I don't know. I'm, I'm fed up this week. I'm not as bad. I've kind of given up the ghost now. You're the optimist now. I've accepted it all. Can we just thank those people that sent me the lovely veg box. What's the name of them, Jesse? Oh, Keith. Um, well, it's Keith, who's lovely and has wonderful smelling cologne when he drops it off. Tailors of Maltby Street, we love them. They're brilliant. Oh, my God. I'm in love. Is Keith married, darling? I will ask him next time. Oh, do. You know who your priorities are <laughs> when, when times are tough. Fruit and veg man would do me well. That is something that I have really enjoyed, having such such amazing produce. But I'm kind of overcooking now. I went through like a real frenzy where I was cooking and I was really creative. And now I look in the fridge and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And this bloody sourdough that I started is just sitting there looking at me miserably, being like, love me, feed me. And I'm just there and then I close the bloody fridge on it. <laughs> Um, so, tonight we have an old friend, one of the first people to ever come on our podcast. He was our second podcaster. And he's an old friend of ours from our Skopelos days. So if you haven't listened to the first time he's been on the podcast, it's the wonderful Chris Sweeney of the brilliant podcast Homo Sapiens. And he's now joining us with his new co-host, who is the spectacular Alan Cumming. I am so excited. I've been a fan of Alan Cumming for a very, very long time. He's such a fabulous actor. I'm sure I have seen him in, well, I don't know where Cabaret was. Hamlet? Cabaret? He's been yeah. in three different productions of Cabaret Mom. Well, he was just in Endgame, I think, at the Old Vic. Yes, with Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, I always loved him in The Good Wife. That was my favourite series and he was just so fabulous in it. He's OBE, he's got an OBE for his um, for his services to film, theatre and the arts and to activism uh, for equal rights for the gay and lesbian community. But he's very, I think he lives in the US now, he's a US citizen and he does a lot of um, campaigning for gay rights. He's the perfect host for Homo sapiens really. Yeah, absolutely. And also I want to know who he pulled in on this series because yeah. their names are huge for this series it's amazing I know. so um I know. as much as we absolutely love will young we're very excited to speak to alan cumming who he's kind of got this beautiful voice and does musicals and and has hosted the tony awards and he's been up for tony's i think and um has done like these three times of cabaret which um 
kind of changed his life. So when he comes on, should we say, welcome and bienvenue, welcome. <laughs> yeah, you, you can. That's from Cabaret, darling. Yeah, cool. Go ahead, okay. Mum. You try it out. Being the singer of the family. I'm sure no one's ever done that to I him. I shouldn't think sure. they have, actually. They're probably a bit in awe of him. <laughs> oh, but this diva, she didn't scare nobody. <laughs> Anyway, you and Chris go to the theatre together, don't you? Yep. You're like best friends. Yep. I either go with Chris or I go with his husband, Will. Chris has shot two of my videos, actually. He shot a nightlight one where I've never looked so good. I think he stretched me, he bleached me, he bloody did everything to me. The best lighter in the game and champagne kisses. His mum is also one of my best friends. Yeah, we adore them. And Anne Sweeney actually has um, inspired many a dish on Table Manners. And in the cookbook, she introduced the famous Marbella chicken to us. And the savoury cheesecake. Anne Sweeney made the dish for Greg. James and Bella. Yeah. Because they were vegetarians and you were scared. But that was a long time ago, Mum. You ain't scared anymore. Oh, I'm not scared. I'm a full-on veggie now. You've been roasting cauliflowers, I hear. I've been roasting cauliflowers. I've been eating aubergines. Celeriac steaks. I made um, pasta a la norma. Oh, thank you. I love Fina, you. so good. Which one? Hi, What's so good? The white wine is amazing. God, he looks so happy. And I was like, what? You've just listened to my album on vinyl? It just came. He went, the wine. I was like, yeah, it's good. Anyway, um, so we have Homo Sapiens coming up on Table Manners. Special circumstances. Alan Cumming, Chris Sweeney. Hello and thank you for joining us. And what are you, what are you sipping on, Alan? I made a delicious soup uh sort of thing more of a stew sort of thing out of leftovers in my fridge oh yeah come on what's in it well it was potatoes and ramps i foraged these ramps in the forest outside my house there's these funny little sort of they're like wild garlic or a leek and they're called ramps and they come in the springtime and they're delicious where are you actually living alan i'm living uh right now i'm in the catskill mountains of upstate new york oh how gorgeous i thought you were in a log cabin somewhere i am it's like twin peaks <laughs> no it looks like the latest series of the sinner well what's that he's living in a lo- Mom, in the forest Mom's the only person that still watches oh it. bill pullman i'm obsessed with the sinner oh bill pullman i love him <laughs> i was in a film with him which one it's called uh, Battle of the Sexes, the one about Billie Jean King. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, he was the mean person from the union that, or the yeah, the league that wouldn't let them. I find him very attractive. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating biscuits. No, he's um <laughs> he's in in the sin in the third sinner. He's got sciatica, which I can relate to. Oh and, God, um, how sexy, just mom. He's... No, but he's <laughs> so attractive. He's not going to no, shake you now. No, but at the very Lily. beginning, one he had all these odd sexual predilections, and he had to go and see prostitutes. That was why he was called the sinner at the beginning. Is that why he's got sciatica now? Hang on, can I ask a question? Is the sinner not the show where somebody stabs someone? Jessica Biel. Yeah, where she yeah. stabs someone at the beginning. But this we're now on the third series, and the guy in it is so gorgeous, oh. and he is a big. LBGT activist. LGBT Lenny. LG- LGBT. Have Lenny. I got it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> it's a sandwich you're talking about. <laughs> um Matt Bomer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
So he's the one in the latest sinner. He's so handsome. I could faint. Isn't Basically, you know, mum has been on lockdown for too long. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? He's <laughs> No, but he's 41 and he only came out six years ago. Why are we talking about my soup? I'm feeling we've, we've veered off into Bill Pullman and <laughs> Matt Bomer. I, mean, I haven't finished the ingredients of my soup. No, I know. And I'm still wanting to know what a ramp looks like. Oh, sorry, darling. That's me. I just <laughs> interrupt. I'm just dreadful. <laughs> Carry on, my darling. So I put ramps. I fried some ramps and some potatoes. And then I put in water and paprika and stuff like that, some stock. And then I put in some leftover kind of um, stuff that was in the fridge. I made a kind of a, a tomatoey, cheesy stew the other day with, with this kind of vegan chicken in it. So it's got potatoes, it's got lumps of vegan chicken, it's got a sort of a cheesiness. Wow. It's, it's delicious. Is it seitan? Uh, I think that, I think that might either seitan or vegetable protein. The stuff that's kind of chickeny, yeah. Alan, are you a confident forager? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> this is how she's going to chat up Bill Pullman. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a ramp, Chris? Well, Alan has explained what they were to me, but I hadn't prior to that. Had you, Jess? Never. You just sat there nodding and I had to ask the question. Well, I know what wild garlic looks like, so I kind of thought, you know, I can imagine. It's a version of the same family. And I, I'm a confident forager because I know where they are. Because it's near, this is my house in the... Catskill Mountain, so over that way to my left, a bit east, I suppose, in a sort of little low-lying grove, there's absolutely tons of them. So I'm confident because I know where to go. I had a bit of a foraging situation where I was in um, an Airbnb before this. Um, I moved into my house and, and I thought I could smell wild garlic somewhere. And I ended up, I think, eating a hyacinth because it was like... <laughs> and- <laughs> So I did not have a good foraging experience. That's have you ever unique. had a bad foraging situation? Have you ever ro- eaten the wrong mushrooms? Uh, no, I'm very wa- I'm very wary of mushrooms because we had a man come because there's loads of mushrooms everywhere. And of course, some are great, some are deadly. But we had this man come to do a little tour with us around our forest. And he's, ca- he's called the fun guy. <laughs> oh, fun guy. You oh, get it? fun. I like it. And, I he, like um, it. and he kind of told us... <laughs> Uh, you know, you start walking to the forest and you don't realise there's just mushrooms that are everywhere, everywhere you look. And so he gave us this really great tour. But then there's some, I know where there's, our friend down the hill showed us where there's chanterelles. They're really, and, I, and I've eaten them and they were delicious. But I don't, I'm a bit wary of, the fun guy said I could always call him up and take a photo and send it to him and he would advise us. That's good. Yeah, I'd be very careful. Yeah. One of our guests on the podcast this season is Cynthia Nixon and she is also a keen uh, forager a a mushroom fan and she said this thing which is that there are either um what was it Alan there are young mushroom foragers and there are brave mushroom foragers (laughs) but there is never they are never both because you can (laughs) If you're too brave, you end up eating something poisonous and dying, basically. Speaking of your podcast, your wonderful podcast, the lineup for this series is pretty top notch, guys. Well done. Thanks. It's amazing. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Well done. Call it Alan's Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask, you know. I love how we call it, still call it Rolodex. Nobody, I've never had a Rolodex, but nobody actually has a Rolodex anymore, but we still call it, it's like a... It's like a metaphor. Very true. Interesting. It's romantic. It's such a nice. It is. It's such a nice image of Rolodex, isn't it? It was. It was weird actually. Flicking through. Yeah, we because um, Alan and I spoke. Um, we thought, oh, let's do a season of the podcast together, and we both had the same idea at the same time, which was to do icons, and uh, weirdly had both been thinking about that. And spooky. So we just wrote a note to every person 
and uh you know a lot of them were people in new york and stuff but then we spoke to stephen fry who we discovered is a fan and was quoting bits of the podcast at us when we saw him which was so sweet so it was really nice that's amazing yeah. so come and tell us who else is coming up on the on the series uh we've got hannah gadsby <gasps> yeah patty smith flipping heck laurie anderson oh my god Sadiq Khan. Love Sadiq. Love Sadiq. He's been on Table Manners. Um, I am, uh, I, uh, side note, I find him strangely attractive. Just he is so there. sexy. He's Thank so you. Oh, I totally sexy. wouldn't, I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating biscuits either. <laughs> no. That's why Alan wasn't allowed to interview him. It would get too hot and heavy. <laughs> yes, I wasn't there that day. A lovely boy called Jeremy O'Harris who wrote a play I did. And, uh, slave. Slave. Play. He wrote he Slave did. Play, that Toast of Broadway thing. And then this really great young guy called Yves Mathieu who's this sort of musician oh, wait, Alan I remembered this he's not actually in this series we're going to put him in the next one Ooh, I keep forgetting oh do you remember because no. we're going to do trailblazers for the next one. Oh. oh, my god you're making it like a kind of magazine like it's like you've got different like this is the icons and then the yes. next one's trailblazers I like that we love a theme we love a theme it's nice to do a theme because you get to like muck around with it as well you know yeah. like what's so we've got Murray Hill who's a drag king because everyone knows drag queens, but Murray Hill for this season is a drag king and it's uh, an icon of that. You know, yes. like what a progressive, incredible, that's totally an icon. Um, but then we've got people like Stephen Fry, who is also an icon in, in a way that my mum would know, mm. you know. Absolutely. Oh, well, I can't wait to, I can't wait to hear them. And how did you two meet on the podcast when you were a guest? Yeah, I was a guest on it on the second season. It was a great episode. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And when Will uh, was uh, doing it and... I, I'd known Will before, and also Chris and I have the same agent, and uh, so that was a little uh, connection. And then I was a guest on the podcast, and and I was really reticent because <laughs> I sort of think there are too many. Po I mean, there are actually it's really quite good that this pandemic has happened, and in a way, because <laughs> I think it justifies how many podcasts there are because now people are <laughs> desperate for to hear things. Because <laughs> right before that, I thought it's just too many podcasts in the world. And so now I think, you know, maybe that's another, the rise. I think Zoom, I think Zoom actually caused this. It wasn't a lab in China. It was Zoom <laughs> trying to get their business better. <laughs> they caused the pandemic. And then um, in, in, in conjunction with podcasts. And, and how have, how's it been? I mean, because, I mean, are people now coming up to you and being like, hey, I love the podcast or are they, you know, like, because uh, I, I get it that they go, hey, I love the podcast or I love Lenny. And then they go, I love your first album. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I love it. I love it. But, but is it is it kind of, is it interesting and weird being on the other side? Are you quite enjoying it's, it? It's funny. Like, well, nobody's coming up to me right now, of course, because I'm in the middle of a forest. But on, on, <laughs> on social media, yeah, people are, I, I think... It's sort of funny that people say Alan was a he's an actor and he's a writer and now he's a podcaster. Like it's a, a new career I've got. I quite I like love it. That. But also it's funny like that thing you say about when people come up to you. I, I used to know, I used to make play a game with myself that I would know what they were gonna say when they came up to me. Like I would sort of do a kind of, you know, computer generated in my head little <laughs> deduction of who they were, what their age group, their kind of socioeconomic vibe and I would be able to work out which of the things I'd been in they'd, they would see now I can't do that I think it, that was I'm not able to do it anymore and sometimes they come up and say things like you know I loved your book or 
Oh, I, re- I love when people say something like, I really love your soap. Soap? That's a really good one. So <laughs> Do you have before. soap? Yes, I have a soap. Oh, shit. I didn't know this. What? Yeah. A vegan soap? I don't think it's a long time. I don't think it is a vegan soap, actually, because it was a long... It was actually... It's left over from... In 2005 or six. I had a fragrance thing called Coming. And then I had various <laughs> products. And this was... The, and I still have bars of soap because they last... And the soap's called Coming in a Bar. You are. Isn't that great? I mean, yeah. it's the gift that keeps on giving that surname. All available from alancumming.com <laughs> forward slash shop. Thanks, Chris. What does Coming it. soap smell like? Oh, mom, you went there. It Come smells, on. Sorry. It smells earthy, leathery, sort of. Smells like Bill Pullman. <laughs> it smells like Bill Pullman. Yeah. Without sciatica. <laughs> Is it designed for men or it's a unisex soap? Well, it was sort of designed for men but then women started to wear it so of course immediately when women said they liked it well like, it's beyond gender that's what we called it oh, i love that how does it work with you two doing the podcast because you, you, you do you come over to the uk quite a lot alan and then you've you've been over to new york well we did Chris. i we i live in new york you know normal mostly and we did the bulk of them in two lumps two visits that chris made to new york and then i was mm. right before the lockdown started i was doing a play at the old vic and so i was there um yeah <laughs> and so we did a few more hmm. there and now we're doing the the in-between ones the, the the homo sapiens extras we do them like this on um on yeah. zoom with our little machines that we're talking into right now which i love yeah because we did we did it in sort of two week sessions in uh, alan's house in new york that was it was really fun and it was just it was I think the whole point of Homo Sapiens was like it was meant to be like Woman's Hour, but for a queer audience. And it so it's meant to talk about important stuff, but it's also supposed to be fun and just like conversations you have with your queer friends. And that is what I feel like Alan was so brilliant at. We just had a laugh. We had a week where we just sat down and chatted to people and had fun. And then we'd go downstairs and Alan would make us some lunch and then we'd chat some more. And it was just relaxed. And it's... um it was just really good fun. Yeah, it's lovely. Is Alan a good cook? A brilliant cook, no? Thanks. I've got a tip for you. I've got a cooking tip. So yeah, I made, come on. I made come my on. delicious thing today, my delicious leftover soup. I brought another bowl of it down in this. In, see this thing here? It's a little soup bowl oh, with a little oh, lid on a it. proper soup bowl. Which I, I haven't s- seen a tureen, soup bowl for a, a while. Yeah. A tureen. And I stole, I've got six of them or eight of them. And I stole everyone from the Chateau Marmont Hotel in Los Angeles. <gasps> That's my favourite place. Me did too. Did you do I, it one at a time? I love it. I sometimes did two at a time. I'd sometimes buy two soups and get them delivered to my room and then but steal the things. But how big is your bag? Where did you put them? I, I did it over the years. I didn't do eight at once. No, but where did you secrete a terrine? I just wrapped it up in my socks. It's not a big, t- it's like a <laughs> bow. It's maybe oh, it's not as big as it looks. Objects in the mirror look bigger than they are. Okay. You know I mean. it's actually so this. it's not as big as it looks. But Alan, do you think everyone's talking about, oh, Alan coming, that bloody terrine catcher, you know? Terrine I, mean? I don't care. <laughs> They're like, lovely guy, kleptomaniac. Klep- slightly klepto <laughs> yeah. when it comes to soup bowls. Um, but uh, I'm also talking about the Chateau Marmont. They're getting some publicity out of it. They're, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't have stolen them if I didn't think they were absolutely stunning. They're gorgeous. And they're just very useful to be able to put a lid on your soup. Can I ask you a question? Yes. When you went to Buckingham Palace for your OBE... <gasps> Uh, did you steal anything? No, I didn't. Oh. I was actually warned not to by my husband. <laughs> I didn't. I wouldn't have. My favourite thing about going for that was that there was, <laughs> you know, there's all this funny music. It was a harpsichord music playing, and 
it wasn't the real harpsichord, it was like a record, a CD of harpsichord music, but very, you know, genteel, and, and you're waiting, and there's all these different bits, you've got to go into these different rooms, and all this thing. And all of a sudden, I realized that the harpsichord was playing Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I thought some funny little, you know, footman at uh, Buckingham Palace was having a laugh, putting on a CD of, like, harpsichord music playing 70s hits i love that that's hysterical <laughs> who was in the lineup who were you next to did you get chatting um yes i can't remember it was all it was i was i was lovely because it was like you know a lady who'd raised lots of money for the women's institute from mm. basingstoke or something I, it was all different you know and a doctor who don't i wasn't at like a celebby one it was it was a very mixed thing i i, I liked it but it was, it was it was quite long the best thing was just like being able to take my mum to Buckingham Palace, you know, it was like taking a little girl to Disneyland. What did you eat at Buckingham Palace? Yeah, uh, I don't know. We just we didn't really eat. There it's was just afternoon a, tea, isn't it? The drinks. <gasps> the Queen is not a good hostess with the mostess. You can't put food near Alan in Buckingham Palace. He'll steal the bloody terrines <laughs> off you. <laughs> I remember we went to that place afterwards. So I've got a great picture that Grant, my husband, took. Uh, that place. Kettner, is it still is it still called that? Oh yeah, yeah. it's been all oh, done yeah. up. We, it's so good. That's right. We went there and had champagne and stuff and little snacks. That was good. But I wasn't. I haven't told you about my tip. So I was making my soup. Oh yeah. And I realised that my I touched my hair and I lo- noticed a little bit of dryness. <laughs> and because uh, I'm growing my hair back in because I had a bald head when I was in that play and so it's that funny sort of wiry going into soft, you know, and it grows. You realise how much your hair grows at different lengths. I've kind of got a little bit of a flick at the back a sort of mullet flick it grows a lot at the back anyway i put i sprayed some you know you get that olive oil that you spray on a pan when you don't want to use very much olive oil i sprayed that on my hair to make it uh, less dry and then i put some on my face as well and that's your tip and that's my tip if you if you're in the kitchen and you realize you got dry so it's not a food tip it's using food to beautify yourself yes yes i've used i've used olive oil for a lot of things have you actually yes Alan, have you got any plans to come back to London to do any theatre whenever it starts? Well, I've got. I'm not sure about London. Like I, you know, the the end game that I was doing at the Old Vic. Yeah. Got, we had two more weeks to go at the of the run mm. when it was when it was postponed, cancelled. So I mean, the the plan was then we would do that on Broadway. You might still do it. Yeah, but it's going to be a while. I don't see theatres being able to get back up apart from when Jessie Jessie was living with me with her children and her husband and apart when from when Jessie left the only other time I cried was when Cameron McIntosh said he didn't think theatres would open till next year at least Mm. I mean it's actually I'm heartbroken it's it's the worst thing me too but I think you know one of the things there's all these things people say oh maybe people could like Every third seat would be, you know, I think that's that's the whole point of going to the theatres destroyed because you go to be in a group. It's a communal experience mm. and it doesn't really work yeah. uh, both as an audience member or as a performer to be doing it with every fourth. There's no atmosphere. No atmosphere. And I think, but I think it's interesting, you know, I'm doing the thing I was going to say, I'm, I'm hoping to, by at some point later this year, I'm coming to do, uh, I'm doing a, pro, a dance project next year, supposedly a solo dance piece with this great choreographer called Stephen Hoggett. And so I was supposed to do a workshop this August 
in Scotland. So I'm hoping that we might be able to do, you know, a socially distant workshop at some point this year and get that going. And then the other stuff I'm doing is I'm doing another thing for the National Theatre of Scotland, which is I'm about to film it. Actually, that's why I've got this. You see this funny microphone Ooh, thing they've lovely. sent me it's, and that you, you put your phone in it's sort of like a, a steady cam for your phone but it's got a big microphone with a big woolly thing on it and it's i'm filming this like i've been working with this writer called johnny mcknight and a director called andrew panton and i'm going into the woods around my house filming a little sort of three-part play that they're going to go live with and then put on bbc scotland so it's not really the theatre, but it's kind of. That's really exciting. Yeah, it's it kind is. of fun. It's, um, it's, it's great the way that artists of, of all kinds, actually, I think, are really being really resourceful right now in the lockdown and finding ways to connect with people. And all the people, you know, I have a bar, a cabaret bar in New York yes. called Club Coming, and it's obviously closed. But there's so many performers who work there who are doing things online and managing to kind of, you know, think of ways to connect with the audience and also get paid as well. So it's, it's been really fascinating to watch that have you thought about doing a club coming night on instagram live or facebook yeah. live there are certain nights there's always something there's a club coming takeover every night like different people like on a thursday it's called viva la diva late on and so they sometimes take over on thursday and house of coming on saturday and the mondays thing which is when everyone gets up and sings they've got a thing so there's but we're thinking of maybe doing a sort of club coming telethon to because we're doing this thing to raise money for the staff and the performers who can't work right now. I've been doing lots of auctions and everything, but we're thinking of doing a telethon that we could, you know, have a whole evening that you could just tune into and then we could, like, people could stream later. It's It's been interesting from that side of it as well, actually, trying to think of ways to raise money mm. to help people that are not the normal, because you can't do the normal things. But it's really cool watching people come up with ideas because it's creative people having brilliant ideas and, like, you know, like Jesse, you're doing your video, which is going to be all like people sending in videos, dancing along and stuff. And mm. it's fun to watch, you know. I don't know. I've, I've, I'm doing a FaceTime or Zoom photo shoots. I'm doing. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And I think that, you know, if they've got a good eye, why not? And also it's kind of documents a time in history and you're definitely not going to forget it. I'm definitely not going to forget putting out a record in COVID. But, you know, um, <laughs> Alan, I feel like we um, we need to ask you a few of the staple table manners questions, mm -hmm. just because I feel like we could talk to you all day. So it's like I need we need to know what growing up in I, Scotland. Did you grow up in Scotland? I, yes, yes, on the east um, coast. Whereabouts in Scotland? <clears throat> near, uh, I mean, the nearest big town is Dundee. City is Dundee, and it was near a little town called Carnoustie on the east coast. And I grew up on a country estate in the middle of, uh, in Angus. And what was di the dinner table like? Who was cooking? What were you eating? My mum always cooked. We had like, it was that Scottish thing where you'd have, you'd have to, this table be set, there'd be biscuits and there'd be little plates with biscuits and bread and jam and butter and things like that all in the middle. So you'd have your main meal. And I always remember, you know, all Scottishy things like mince and tatties and a lot of soup. I'm a big soup man, as you can tell. And um, and you would, so you'd have your sort of main course and then you would move on to kind of like, you know, a biscuit or a piece of bread and a, um, and jam. And it was always that kind of, like like high tea. You remember high tea? Where you'd have like fish and chips and then cakes. That was very, very like that. I remember like I used to have to set the table when I came home from school and there was always like the how many biscuits you put on the table. Was, was your mum a good cook? Yes, she was really good. And actually she's been really great. She's kind of adapted to my weird vegany things she uh, I've got a little cottage in Scotland she always comes in like a little 
soup fairy and leaves all these um, packages of frozen soup in the freezer when I get there and she makes them all vegan-y. Oh, that's so nice. She was really good cook. Is it near, is it near where she lives, at your little yeah, cottage? Yeah, it's about, an, it's about, she can be there in like less than an hour. So it's really good. She loves to come into the garden and she knows all the neighbours and everything. So then I'm, I'm presuming soup may be on your last supper. I would totally have soup. What, what, starter, main, and um, pud and drink of choice. Starter would be soup. Starter would be a hearty, potato heavy, with sort of like, you know, a bit of chilli, a little bit of a bite to it kind of soup. And my main course, I think, would have to be, I'd probably, uh, hmm. I'm torn because my to try and represent Scotland, I might have stovies, vegan stovies. What's in a stovie? Potatoes and onions and meat. And all it's on and you keep it on the stove and it's very it's very in real in proper way. It's very sort of lardy and kinda of heavy and it's also for when you're drinking, I suppose, and have a party. It was always like at New Year or at big parties they would have them. And it kinda of, you keep it on the stove and you just go and you get a little bowl and it kinda of, I don't know, lines your stomach or so. But I have a vegan version of it which is delicious. And or I might have a chili. That is very ple- I mean, I'm I'm a peasant. I like peasant food. I like one plate with, of the same thing. Um, and then puddings. Are you a sweet person? Well, I like to think I'm sweet, Jesse. But <laughs> I I'm not really a mad. I'm not really a mad puddingy person. I did make during the lockdown for my husband's birthday. I made him a, a a pineapple upside down cake that was something of a triumph. I'm not really a baker, but it went Ooh. really well. I think I would just like some like vegan ice cream. I think. Kind of boring. And maybe some chocolate. Maybe some dark chocolate and vegan ice cream. Is your is your husband vegan? No, he eats. Uh, he's mostly like with me. He but he'll have he'll have um, shrimps. He has shrimps sometimes. That's his sort of. And he has cheese. Yes, he, he has cheese. Proper cheese. How long have you been a vegan for? Me, oh, about ten, uh, about ten or eleven years, something like that. A long time. But it's got so much more popular yes. now. And yes. I, I can imagine what ten years ago going out for dinner must have been a pain in the ass. You'd only get side salads and potatoes. This or something, is it, right? Well, that's what I. I mean, that's yeah, that's the that's the thing. You could, but the thing is, there's always sides. I mean, but I was bored of being a vegetarian because I just I don't really like cheese that much. I, I mean, I don't like what cheese does to me. You know what I mean? It makes you really mucusy, and I don't know. It just I didn't like it the way it made me feel in my body. So I I would really try if you avoid cheese in a vegetarian diet, you're fucked because you're just you know it's everything everything. Any restaurant's always got something drenched in cheese for you to have. <laughs> so I was quite happy to, you know, if I go to a place where there's nothing I can eat, there's always like a tomato salad or something. I, I, oh, I'm, but but, I, but it's much easier now. Yeah. What was that restaurant we went that you took me to in LA that is like that institution oh, they, that's like a, a diner? It's called the Smokehouse. The Smokehouse. It's an institution. like Rat Pack. Yeah, it's opposite where they used to film Friends, right? It's opposite a big studio, is that right? Warner Brothers Studios, yeah. Warner Brothers Studios, where they made <laughs> classic <laughs> movies of the last oh. 80 years. But they also made Friends there, yes. Yeah, and I think I think they filmed The Simpsons there. And um, we met there for dinner. It's all dark. And it's like, it's like stepping into the past. You could be Ooh, in... Oh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Blue Velvet crossed with... Texas. Any Rat Pack sort of film. It's, it's all like red leather banquettes and low lighting and funny little sassy waiters bringing you mar- massive martinis and they bring the martini in a kind of a tray and the, the little thing is in, in the ice, the, the vodka's 
in ice and a bit like loose ice, all kind of chipped ice on this little tray. And it's the biggest martini. It was the size of my head, and we had about four of them. Yes, and we got. I got so drunk, and what was quite funny is because you know when you're with a vegan, like some vegans are vegany. We were laughing about this the other day. Is why I'm vegany. Is why I'm saying it. Some vegans really get cross if you order but I was so drunk I ordered like a whole rack of ribs and then as it arrived I was like fuck I wonder if Alan's gonna be really upset by me because you know in America were you quite new into your yeah like we didn't know and and it's like like... the the rack of ribs was like the size of the table you know what I mean you're like yeah, and I was like, oh, let's get on with this then. Um, I was thinking, I wonder if Alan's really judging me. It was like the Flintstones. That's what it was like. Yes, it was. I don't judge people. I, I don't, like, I'm never weird about that if someone's eating meat next to me. I just think, you know, I, but I will, they'll, if they say, if they do that kind of, oh, I, I hope you don't mind. <laughs> And all that stuff. I say, oh, I don't mind. If you want to have rotting flesh inside your body, that's that's, that's your choice. That's what I well, say. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking was going to happen, you see. <laughs> Luckily, I'd had four martinis, so the whole thing would have completely bounced off. What, were they dirties or were they with a twist? Or I'm straight up with a twist. But do you remember that I said, can I have one with a twist? Which is, it's still not entirely clear to me. But like, so twist means a bit of lemon, right? But then... We were all, someone was saying dirty at the same time. So they brought me one with like lemon and olive juice in it. Yes. Oh, And we traveled for an hour and a half in a taxi. And I took a sip and I was like, this is so fucking disgusting. But I think I'm going to drink it because I just need a drink so badly. (laughs) You're good at, you're good at, you've always been good at drinking, Sweeney. (laughs) I know exactly. When Alan was saying that, uh, what they called stovies are good for drinking. I was like, amazing. They haven't crossed my path. But, um, yes. and also that waitress was a bit dopey. Yeah, she was. She was nice, but she was a bit dopey. But who was it? The reason I was saying it's like the studio that they do Friends, because isn't that where, like, if you're in there, there's always, like, who came up to us? Thingy from Mad Men. Oh, yes. Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. Oh, right. my God. That's sex bomb. Totally. Jesus. But also she would have fitted that that scene, I can imagine, that bosom and that waist. Absolutely. She sort of slinked up and, and she's also got, like, porcelain skin. It's really incredible. You know, she looks she looks like she comes from another era. Her body shape and her whole kind of yeah. energy. She was really sweet. She's really lovely. I've met her a few times. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What are you both looking forward to, um, you know, once lockdown finishes? What are you going to eat? Who are you going to go and see? Where, which restaurant are you going to go to? Are you missing restaurants? I'm not, I'm not really missing restaurants. I think because where I am is a place where I come to be away from everything. 
and I I'm, I think about cooking here all the time. I think of, I have friends here a lot, uh, but we often come here, just the two of us, I often come here alone. So I think it's made it easier for me. My, I associate just kind of, you know, I, and I enjoy cooking and all that. But I do, there's a, there's a vegan Chinese place around the corner from me in the East Village in Manhattan, which I called Something Moon. See, I've forgotten the name of it now. Silver Moon, Something Moon, Asian Moon. I can't remember. The place we went to for ramen. No, that was um, that was Rai Rai Ken. That was delicious. No, oh, another okay. place. It's quite new. I, I I love to go there. But really, what I want to do is I want to I want I'm looking forward to being back in my house in the East Village and and again cooking uh, for friends, having a, a bunch of friends over. That's what I really like. I mean, I, I actually mm. prefer that to going out in big groups because it's just easier to talk and you don't get bothered by people. And also, I love the idea of kind of you know I'm a sort of a I I like kind of making people food and welcoming them to my home. So I'm 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 missing that and I miss that. I actually saw pictures. I saw pictures the other day actually, Chris, of when we were when you were staying uh, when you were in New York and I I didn't recognize my own house. It was just a f- sort of funny angle. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's a nice place. Where's that? And I thought, oh, it's my house. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. I want to know what you're what you'll be singing if you do if you go on your Monday night to club coming. Well, I, there's a so I'm actually planning like I'm thinking about because I've had to cancel all these concerts and everything and, and I got tour in Australia and all that stuff. So I'm, and I'm also thinking about next year if you know when we go back I have a new concert show and there's a song that I that came on my um, uh, Spotify after something you know when they suggest things and it's Lauren Bacall singing this song from Applause this musical, and it's called Alive. And it's just, it, it sort of goes, I feel weary oh, I and it. groggy and tragic, something and something and fresh out of magic, but alive, alive, alive. I think I'd sing that one. I love yeah. that. I think we'll all sing that. I love but you that. know, it's so funny because we were talking about this the other day. Like, I feel like I crave going out now. Like, I'm over it. Mm. And like, we've actually had like a bad, the thing I made to eat tonight, and I haven't eaten much of, uh, is my husband's ratatouille, right? It's delicious. What does he um, do to make it so good? Because usually it's quite sad and sloppy when I do it. There's been a bit of feedback about the amount of pepper he puts in, but, you okay. know, he won't listen to this. Um, but um, <laughs> I, w- w- I've just said, please, can we switch up food from now on? Because it's getting a bit repetitive. I feel like I want to go out to a restaurant to Campania in Columbia mm. Road in East London and I want to eat like it- it's amazing yeah. Italian food that feels like it's cooked by a family. I really want to. I want to be around. I don't know when this is going to happen, but you know the buzz of uh, a night and who knows mm. what might happen. Mm. I long for that. I wrote a whole fucking album about it and thought I was going to go and have fun touring the bastard. And now I'm going to just have to imagine. What are you doing? Are you doing like a, you're doing like the promo stuff for it from home? When you said you're doing dancing and things. Yeah, it's quite fun. Like we've made we've managed to make it look quite fancy like I've got backing singers so we'll kind of all record it and it's the the joy of it being a dance record is that I don't need loads of lively music musicians so people yeah, just yeah. so I think I'm going to do this big night the night that it comes out and do like a bit of a dance um I thought what was funny Jesse is that because I love your record it's fucking amazing Thanks, babe. so I say this with Thank love you. and respect but I did think when I went onto Instagram and saw you sitting in a bath singing don't. for a live Instagram live which was great but I was like isn't it funny what we've come to in this coronavirus lockdown if I'd sat Jessie down as she was recording her album a disco <laughs> album and said you'll sing this in the bath you know on television 
it was for charity. And I was like, if I'm going to sing in my bathroom, I'm going to sing in my beautiful new bloody freestanding bath. That's what I'm going to do. Do you both think you've got good table manners? Yeah. And have they changed during lockdown? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just letting food fall on myself in front of my husband being like, what are you going to do? Leave? (laughs) (laughs) Also, I, 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 um, we don't eat like my, my husband's sort of commandeered he's an illustrator and so he sort of commandeered the dining table so i haven't eaten at the dining table for two months either eat at the kitchen counter (laughs) or we have a little table that we have by the sofa that i kneel on and eat whilst we're watching telly we have tv dinner mostly every night (laughs) yeah we've been doing that and i have noticed that i have because it's just the two of us when things fall on the floor i I sometimes just eat them oh uh, no judgment there absolutely three before the dogs get to them you know absolutely yeah I mind yeah. this might be a seven or eight second now. With Depends how fast the dogs are. Yeah, it's a one week rule. One week. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> What's a table manner that you can't stand in somebody else that you just think is outrage? Oh, here we go. I hate, you know when people put forks in their mouths and then they grind their teeth along the fork oh as they pull God. the fork out. Never you get that. Oh. drag it. Get that mi- is it like I'll, a I'll chalkboard? It. I'll do it with a spoon, right? So you take a syrup and then you go. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> That's I don't know anyone I like that. Hate. I know. Like oh, I, yeah. I actually had an assistant who did that, and I said, "I'm so sorry, but you're going to have to stop that, or else we can't work together." I just and can't did, stand did it. They? Yeah, they just. Well, we didn't. We, we tried not to eat in front of each other, but when we did, I was like, "Remember the fork thing." Fair enough. Wow. I'd probably smack their hand. All right, Naomi <laughs> Campbell. It. Oh yeah. Also, I don't like when people when they crunch when they pull their fingers, they go. Duk, duk, what do you call that? Oh, I love doing that. Yeah, that. Cracking your knuckles. Cracking. I hate it. Do you do it? I always do it. I hate it. I've told assistants not to do that. I feel when it's an assistant, when you're an assistant, you can say, please don't do that. It drives me nuts. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it just to anybody. But I feel if it's someone who's, you know, I'm employing and it's something that really drives me nuts, I think it's okay to say. I think as well. It's like one of those things that like it annoys some people. It, annoy, it doesn't annoy others. So you go, hey, you might not realize you're being yeah. annoying. But what's quite funny is we're doing an agony uncle section on the podcast this time around. And what always makes me laugh like a drain is that like someone will write in with a question and I'm like, well, maybe you could ask them if you could maybe think about this. And Alan's like, that's a fucking shit idea. Call them up. <laughs> tell them what you think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous, Christopher. Don't do that. It's very funny. I'm a bit more direct. Oh, it's been so it's been so lovely to speak to you. And thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. So lovely. Look forward to meeting you in real life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Can, Lenny, can we do a Friday night dinner at yours? Yes, definitely. Lenny does an amazing Friday night dinner. I'd love to see your vegan chicken soup, Mum. <laughs> I'm on it. Challenge Lenny. Yeah. just fantastic Chris Sweeney is just the best kind of host of a I love him Zoom meeting I love him so much and Alan Cumming that was he has so many anecdotes I know so interesting that was just wonderful it's exactly what I needed it's picked me right up I'm gonna go have another glass of wine and actually feel really happy they've sorted me right out he was very calming yeah that voice is beautiful first of all his voice is amazing but also his kind of acceptance of what's going on he wasn't angry Mm. it's we're here we are now let's you know we just make the best of it 
Thank you to Alan Cumming yeah. and Chris Sweeney. Chris Sweeney, our first time ever returning guest and what a treat that was. We love you so much. Homo Sapiens is back and has that incredible lineup. So go and listen to it. Thank you for listening. Um, it's been really nice reading your emails. And so we just wanted to read out a few more um, this week. This one's from Kay Telford. Um, hey girls, thank you so much for your podcast. I've just started dog walking and loving listening to you in the forest um, near Glasgow and all my, with all my furry friends. I've enjoyed your podcast so much that I booked to see you both in Glasgow with my mum for Mother's Day, but alas, it was not meant to be. I have instead bought us both your cookbook and we both love it. Looking forward to making lots of lockdown treats. Take care of yourself and your families and hope we will pick up your tour when it's safe in the world again. Lots of love, Kay and Kathleen, who's her mum. And this one's from Maria Lewis. Um, I just want to say thank you for being so flexible and adapting the podcast to these special circumstances. I really loved it. And it's so nice to have some things carry on as normal. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. It's always such a treat to get these. We really do appreciate it. And we're so happy that you're still enjoying it, these special circumstances. We can't wait to cook for people properly. But in the meantime, we will keep on bringing you Table Manners special circumstances. Um, Take care of yourselves and we'll see you next week. Lots of love. Bye. music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.